Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. So I've been thinking a lot about the, the feeling of, of falling behind. On the simplest level, maybe just falling behind on, on some work that you need to get done, but, but even more so, I, I've been thinking about the feeling of falling behind in life. You know, the feeling that you aren't keeping up with something, that you aren't measuring up to something, that you aren't hitting the markers, the goals, the timeline set for you and your life. We all know the feeling and it pops up in different ways at different seasons in life. I'll bring you into my world for a second. Three weeks ago, still a little loopy from general anesthesia, I hobbled my way into the house after knee surgery. I've managed to flop myself on a recliner that we had set up just for this purpose. To my left, we got a table, the same height as the armrest on it. It's my cell phone charger. Right, a TV remote, a lamp, the all-important painkillers. To my right, an assortment of blankets, pillows, an ice machine filled with frozen water bottles. And then on the sill of our bay window, there are books, a massage gun, a stim machine, anything and everything I could possibly want or need, all within arm's distance. I'm set up. As I settle into this little world that's going to be my home for two weeks, within minutes, within minutes, I'm already Googling how far along in the rehab process I should already be. Guys, I haven't been home for an hour, and I'm already looking for, for assurance that I'm not falling behind. And as the case is for almost everything, there is blog post after blog post, forum after forum discussing the normative timelines following ACL recap. Right. After 24 hours, you'll feel this way. After 48 hours, you'll feel this way. After two days, tingling will fade. After five days, you'll be weight-bearing. Seven days, you can read extension. And, the, and it goes on and on. And guys, it was too much. I was Googling everything. And as you might expect, none of the blogs or forums agree with each other. None of the, the normative timelines lined up with each other. Despite knowing how absolutely ridiculous the whole thing was, my mind was working overtime, pulling out all the tricks. Right, as we often do, I began making excuses for the areas that weren't progressing at the speed I'd want them to and, and embellishing the areas that I felt advanced in. Right, Julia, Julia, look, I can reach extension and most people can't until day seven. Anything to keep myself feeling like I was falling behind. And, and I know I'm not the only one to have played those games, right? to have feared those fears, to hate, hate the feeling of falling behind. Right? Maybe you're in high school and the people around you have already started declaring where they're going to college, but you haven't really thought about it yet. Right? Maybe you want to play a particular sport or an instrument, but 
everyone, you know, they've been practicing for years. They already have the fundamentals down and, and you're literally just getting started. Makes you feel inadequate. Makes you feel like you're, you're too far behind. Maybe you're in college. You're starting to feel behind because you haven't picked your major. You're struggling to find an internship to meet the right guy so that you can lock in your ring by spring, right? There are seemingly so many things like that one. They're pulling at us and we start feeling like we're falling behind. Maybe you did meet the right guy, the right gal, and you thought that you'd be engaged by now or married by now or having kids by now, but it's not happening. Maybe your newborn baby isn't keeping up on the growth chart, still doesn't have many words, still poops his pants despite the fact that you can hit a golf ball 50 yards. Might just be me. Parents, you know that the only thing that feels worse than feeling like you're falling behind is, is feeling like your kids are falling behind. Right? That, that, that they aren't making friends fast enough, they aren't reading on the right level, they aren't adjusting to the new school year, whatever the thing is. Parents, maybe you know the weight of feeling like your kids are falling behind. Your job in sales was supposed to lead to management. Management was supposed to lead to executive leadership, and yet you're still on the road hustling. Parenting was supposed to lead to empty nest. Empty nest was supposed to lead to grandchildren, and yet your nest is still very much full, and there are no grandkids to be found. You read an article about how much money you should have saved by the age of 30, 40, 50, Right, how you should have started preparing for your retirement decades ago and you can't shake the, the feeling of shame, regret, the feeling like you're just so far behind. Friends, it doesn't matter who you are, where you find yourself on life's journey. I guarantee you that at some point in your life you had wished that you were further along. You'd wished that you had started earlier, pushed a little harder, accomplished more, I guarantee you that everyone in here very much knows the unpleasant experience of just feeling a little bit behind the game. I, I certainly do. Now, while I wasn't with you the first two weeks of, of this year, I followed along with what you were reading and talking about. And two weeks ago, as you guys considered Jesus' baptism, I found myself thinking about Jesus in, in a new way maybe with some fresh eyes. I found myself rereading Luke's account of Jesus' baptism, and I wanted to share some of those thoughts. And the whole passage is rather short. It goes like this. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from the heavens, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was 30 years old when he began his ministry. That's it. It's a short reading this week. Now I've always loved the, the various tellings of Jesus' baptism. I'm normally drawn to the, the images of the heaven opening, the spirit of God in the form of a dove or, or the voice of God speaking love. But this time I was drawn to something else. I was, I was drawn to Jesus' age. He was 30. And I've always thought that was a cool connection Jesus and I had because 
When I started here at CUCC, I was 30. Now I'm turning 37. It's crazy, right? But here's the thing. Jesus was 30, and he hadn't even started his ministry. All right, hear that. He was 30, and he hadn't even started I mean, his cousin, John the Baptist, who was born just a couple months before him, already had disciples, already had a crowd following him. John the Baptist was also 30, and he had a thriving ministry to the point that Herod the Great knew who John was. And yet Jesus was 30, and he hadn't even started. Let that sit for a second. And to put that into perspective, uh, you see, life started earlier back then, right? I think it's fair to say that that you weren't on your parents' health care until you were 26 back then, right? In fact, because of high rates of infant mortality and premature death, do you know what the average life expectancy at birth was during the Roman Empire? 30. 30. All things equal and averaged out. When Jesus was born in the manger, his life expectancy was a brief 30 years. It wasn't until the 1900s that that number rose to 55. Jesus was 30, folks, and he hadn't even started. And you've got to believe that Jesus knew the stories about his birth. Right? You've got to believe that Jesus knew there were some pretty sky-high expectations for what his ministry would end up becoming. Are you supposed to become a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a prince of peace, and yet he's 30, and he hasn't even started? Can you feel that? Can you, can you put yourself in that moment in his shoes? Or, or maybe it would be easier to put yourself into his mother Mary's head. Right After everything they had been through together, Joseph almost leaving her, a birth in a barn, the wise men from the east, fleeing to Egypt. Now you're 30, Jesus. You're 30, and you haven't even started. Right? I thought something might have happened by now. Can you feel it? Can you conjure up a time when you watched other people take huge steps forward in their life and and yet it felt like your life wasn't adding up to enough, that that progress wasn't coming quickly enough? Do you know what it feels like to, to feel like you're falling behind? Here's some honest talk for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it to you straight. So often the root of that feeling the feeling like you're falling behind has less to do with what's taking place in your life and more to do with a lack of self-compassion and love. So you're feeling like you're falling behind. Falling behind what? Really, I'm serious about this. Falling behind what? What is the thing that we feel like we're falling behind? What's the thing that we're struggling to keep up with? The thing, the measuring stick, the pace being set for us is often just our own self-acceptance. The real thing that we feel like we're falling behind is often an imaginary version of ourselves that we think 
we finally might love. Now that, that's something to sit with. In many cases, we're not actually behind anything. We're, we're simply struggling to love the current version of ourselves. And the bitter irony is that the current version is all we have. That's all that's real. And if we don't get this straightened out, if we don't learn self-compassion and self-love, we'll always feel behind because we'll be chasing a never, an ever-moving target. We'll run ourselves silly, seeking a version of ourselves that we might finally, finally deem worthy of our love. Friends, it's so human and so unnecessary. All right, yes, things might not be playing out the way we want. You, you might feel stuck between where you once were and where you wish, wish you'd be going. All of those feelings might be genuine and real, but we, we all must learn to surrender the comparative timelines, right? How to loosely hold the, the, the vision of, of a future self, how to relinquish the idea that someday we'll be just as we wish we were. We must let go of the versions of ourself that we are so desperately chasing and learn to love the current version it's right here, right now. Jesus was 30. He had already reached his life expectancy and he hadn't even started his ministry. And into that, into all of that, how much more powerful are God's words at his baptism? Right, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Yeah, 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 but did you know he's 30 and he hasn't even started yet? Right, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Yeah, but did you know that he doesn't know what he's doing with his life? That she still gets anxious about the same small things? that he hasn't made any progress at work, that they're still reading at a third grade level even though they're in sixth grade. This is my son. This is my daughter. This is my child whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And it gets me emotional, imagining God stepping into those moments where, where when I feel most behind, when I feel like I'm not measuring up, not keeping up, not doing enough, imagining God telling me that I'm loved, that God's pleased with me. Isn't that something? Friends, sometimes you might feel like you're falling behind. Sometimes you might feel like you are so far ahead, the point of this little reflection is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, you are loved. The scripture reminds us over and over that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your kids, your children are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're reminded that we are God's greatest handiwork. That, that when God takes a step back and looks upon everyone, 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 God thinks we're good, good, ultimately and supremely 
Good, and so the next time you find yourself feeling a little behind, pause. Just pause for a second. Become aware of the the comparative feelings that are stirring in you and try telling yourself, yeah, this is me. This is where I am right now. I'm sure I'll be somewhere else eventually, but this is me. This is where I am. And then try, if you can, to imagine the heavens opening up, the Spirit of God coming down, and and then try to listen for the voice. You are my daughter. You are my son. You are my child. You are loved. I am so pleased with who you are. Friends, family of God, you are loved deeply loved. Amen.